0: Ray Licensed Podcast episodes. Ben Stokes here, exploring all things Collins Fort, Maine, and following the likes of the Collins family, and the friends and foes with your co-hosts. Tom Diamond, Jesse Fultz, Mickey Ray, and Keith Chalgo, Collins Family. Story about blood relations, literally. This is Tom Diamond from the Literary License Podcast, Dark Shadows co-host. We are very happy to uh, have a couple of special guests today. Uh, but first, uh, our co-host, Vicki Ray, is here. Hi, Vicki.
1: Hi, everybody. Hi, Jim.
0: Hi. Um, Hi. Now, guess who that is, everybody? That is Jim Storm, James Storm, who was Gerard Stiles uh in dark shadows in starting with 1970 timeline going to the 1840 and then playing parallel time Gerard Styles in 1841 and then in the night of dark shadows movie with Jim is his new bride Valerie hey Valerie say hi
1: hi everyone hi Valerie yeah. nice to meet you nice to meet you as well
0: Valerie is a physician and also, from what I understand, but Jim tells me a Died in the wild Dark Shadows fan as well. Is that true, Valerie?
2: That's true.
0: When did you start watching it?
2: Oh my gosh! Um...
0: That long ago?
2: That long ago? <laughs> Probably when I was twelve.
0: You're an original fan. Original That's great. fan. That's great. Well, I'm an original fan also. I started watching it when I was 14 and 15. Uh, But the bottom line is, uh, Jim Storm, this is going to be your life without the guests. Uh, (laughs) We are going to, we'd like you to talk about what you've done personally and professionally. And uh, I will start this, I will start this out right away. Jim, you were born, is your birthday August 12th? Yes, it is. Yep. Happy birthday. I missed Thank it. you.
3: Thank you.
0: And you were born in Highland Park, Illinois.
3: That's correct.
0: Okay. so tell, so, so tell us, when did the acting bug first bite you?
3: Uh, I was uh, about six or seven I, I could be seven years old and I was doing a Christmas pageant play. I was playing a night crier, I, you know, went through the village yelling Merry Christmas, and I bent down to give my gift to baby Jesus and woke up in the hospital uh, with appendicitis. Oh, and, my God. and so <laughs> I, I, there was so much attention, and I thought this is pretty cool. So I thought with all that attention, uh, I should continue on being an actor. So, uh, I just kind of, uh, stepped into it, but I took it seriously when I was about 18 years old. Um, uh, my mom, uh, had, uh, enrolled me in an acting class in, in, uh, Mission Bay, uh, San, in San Diego area. And, uh, the gentleman that was running the class kind of took me under his wing and started, uh, coaching me, uh about the theater, not just about acting, but about the theater and about life. It was an incredible experience. Uh, And we built, a group of us got together and built a theater in an old hotel downtown San Diego. And we built one of the first off Broadway uh, 99 seat theaters. And we offered very avant-garde theater at the time. Uh, We were kind of against all the, you know, the traditional type of theater that was going on in San Diego and we wanted to be a little bit more cutting edge and we were we were very uh, radical and uh, it was it was a, a wonderful wonderful time
1: it looks like you come from a long line of acting you're like an acting family
3: right yeah yeah my uh, my my grandmother was a floradora dancer
1: can you explain yeah. to me what that is?
3: <laughs> yeah, they they were a body of women who danced on the road and they went to Cuba, they went to New York, they went all over the country uh, doing uh, similar to what the uh, the Follies did. Oh. And of course they couldn't show their legs, so it was very weird. Of course weird. not. Uh, but she was, uh, and and up until probably five years before she passed, uh, she could kick her foot above her head. She was re- remarkable. She walked like a dancer. That's
1: remarkable. I can't yeah, kick so. my foot above my head anymore. I mean, Those I, days I, are I, over.
0: <laughs> I just hurt my foot and I can't elevate it above my knee. So
4: uh, <laughs> I, I,
0: I it. know. It looks
1: like everybody's. I mean, it, it's like your your whole family's like a like an extravaganza of acting prowess. Yeah. Really, it's that's fantastic.
3: It was fun, my grandfather, and unfortunately, I never knew him, but he was a silent film actor and when the talk came through, unfortunately he was uh, very ill and he couldn't uh, but he had calls from uh, some very heavyweight directors who had not seen his work, and his silent films are in the long uh, Library of Congress, so uh, he he would have done very well had he survived. My mother was um, working with a studio called S&A, uh, which was a Max Sennett uh, uh, studio, later became Max Senate, And uh, their whole aim was to get my mother to be competition for Mary Pickford.
1: That's, that's just a fascinating story yeah, so, right there.
3: <laughs> and my uncles were all, well, one of my uncles was, my other uncle was a newspaper man, a journalist, But, uh, yeah, and my dad was a director and writer and later became a novelist. And uh, um, so, yeah, we were raised in kind of a creative bent. And my brother, of course, is an actor.
0: Absolutely. Michael Storm.
3: Yeah. And my sister was uh, a retired uh, teacher and also an anthropologist
0: and uh, a, a fabric artist. So Very she's interesting. Really what gifted. was your grandfather's stage name? Pardon me? What was your grandfather's stage name? I'm just curious. John Stepling. John Stepling. I yeah. got to look that one up some. Uh, yeah. Some
3: it, uh, he, he was, uh, yeah. Yeah, we were, the, they were all raised in uh, Hollywood, so they saw Hollywood grow as it was going. My grandmother later became uh uh, working for 20th century fox in the wardrobe department she was a uh, the head seamstress up there so wow she with all the stars and did alterations for people and uh, yeah it was a nice I, job
1: I'd love to take a, a like a like a quick look see at her
3: memoirs
0: <laughs> Yeah, so business family and, she, and
3: never, she never said anything about anybody you know she just was very professional
1: those are the best kinds too.
0: Those Floridora girls, and I heard about them. Uh, they used to have the feathers for costumes, I think.
3: Yeah. Uh, I had for costumes and a trunk. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, Those were those were those were fun uh, from when I was during the nineteen twenties. That is a tremendous background. Uh, yes, it and, is. And I can understand why you why you got into why you got into acting. Um, so tell me how did the dark shadows thing come about for you
3: uh, i was uh living in new york obviously uh i was playing a lot of guitar a lot of music and i had purchased tickets i sublet my apartment p- purchased tickets uh to go to uh munich and uh, play on the street with these musicians that i knew that were heading over that way and before I, I literally within two days and I got a call from my agent saying that Linda Otto who was casting the show would like to see you so I went up to Fifth Avenue and I met Dan Curtis and Dan was he, he was he was a trip he was speed <laughs> on the desk and twirling his hair and just looking at me and uh you know we talked briefly and he said well read this thing and tell me what you think and i read it and he said that's really good that's great thank you and before i got out of the building uh i Linda came down and said they want you to do this role so i said oh oh well i have to you know, okay i'll do it so i had to get the guy out of my apartment and move back in <laughs> and uh and so I, you know within a matter of days it was done then i uh Started working on, and the the funny thing that you know I I'd heard about Dark Shadows I'd never seen it but I I'd heard about it, so I was sitting on the in the green room uh, on my first day, and I they said you know the air show's coming up would like you like to watch it, and I said sure, <laughs> and so I'm sitting in this green room and the television's on and there's whoa
4: ooh, ooh, and all this voices they
3: right. <laughs> go to black. As they come up, I see right across the screen, the bell housing from the camera that says ABC (laughs) television, (laughs) right across the screen as it's panning to another area of the studio. And then the scenes start. I never laughed so hard. I said, what have I got myself into? (laughs) They're (laughs) shooting each other with cameras. The booms were all over the place. It was insane. I thought, oh, what am I doing? What am I doing? But it was truly one of the most wonderful jobs I've ever had. It was the great people, and Dan was, I, I can't say enough about him. And the cast, and the cast, which we're still friends today, uh, a lot of them came to my uh, my wedding. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, it was. They were a great group of people. We had a great time doing it.
0: We should say to the fans that uh, at the time we were taping this, uh, jim uh, just got married uh on august twenty fourth as i uh, as it That's was right. a, a couple of weeks ago uh and uh,
1: congratulations absolutely
0: absolutely the both of you a long life valerie did you ever think when you were watching did you do you remember watching gerard on dark shadows when you were a kid actually
2: at <laughs> <laughs> that Actually, I like to say I'm happy that I did not because that'd be a little bit creepy. But <laughs> 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 now that we're married, no, it, by the time that Jim got on the show, um, I was actually in high school and I was a twirler. So at four o'clock, I was actually in twirling practice. So Honestly. I did not. So I, later on, I did see him in in reruns, but not at the actual time, no.
1: Unfortunately. unfortunately creepy i've seen I, I I was reading um you know i have to I have to creep you know Jim's history a little bit so we have things to talk about but I did notice that a lot of people thought that uh that his character of Gerard Styles was far more scarier than Quentin's at most at sometimes <laughs> or most of the time <laughs> so yeah, he must have been doing his job properly
3: yeah they they allowed they allowed me to get very dark with it. So and and Dan liked that a lot, and so the writers, who I really had a wonderful relationship with, after the show too, uh, they they really kind of fed the 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 dark side of it all, and it was it was just it was fantastic.
1: You started out as a ghost in the beginning, did you not?
3: Right, I was bathed in, in green light for I yes, guess yes, you were. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I was just, uh, you know, just hanging out. And I thought, well, God, this is the greatest job in the world of getting paid for not doing anything. I just stand there and look (laughs) massive Green. And And then uh, I stepped out of that illusion and uh, started, uh, you know, working with it. So, yeah.
0: Well, you shared that with David Selby, because when David Selby first started out as Quentin, he was just looking, he was just a ghost and... Staring at everybody for a while, also. Oh,
3: is that? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, for yeah, because that's the way they brought him on is the Quentin the ghost that was at Collinwood and terrorizing David and the the youngest and and his friend Amy. And so I think for a few months he never said a word and he just
4: (laughs) (laughs) that's where they break out in.
2: That I (laughs) remember.
0: So I think that you two have that uh, thing in common. You, I think, you were the only two actors that came on as ghosts and scowled at people, and, <laughs> uh, and your sneer is absolutely classic. It is. I'm, I'm only sorry we don't we don't have you on video. I would have loved to have seen that. Maybe I'll meet you one day. You can sneer. Yeah, we'll,
3: we'll do it. We'll do it.
0: <laughs> she, she was she was really my fiance's a fan and she was really she saw it recently and she was really freaked out when she saw this <laughs> you're
1: really well you, you really definitely have a gift for it
0: <laughs> oh absolutely um hopefully valerie doesn't do that with you um,
2: I've, never, I've never seen it except for the
1: show rerun so <laughs> I'm
0: gonna have to it. Clearly, you're
1: doing something right. I was listening to an account, something about the fall of Collingwood, and you had they had employed wrestlers to rise from the dead.
3: Oh, oh God. this was just. <laughs> you tell me I, that
1: story so I can hear it from your from, from your is mouth.
3: This one of the, the great <laughs> of the greats. Uh, we got this. First of all, the studio was about as big as a postage stamp. <laughs> how they could, how can Ty, Sai could make this, you know, build these sets and design this and, and have the illusion of grandeur was amazing. So I walk into the studio, and on one side, stage right, he's banked this graveyard. It's on a, an angle, and these tombstones. And of course, under the tombstones, they had these actors, these wrestlers, right? <laughs> Right. and they were all lying there waiting for their cue. So when the cue comes, they rise from the dead, and off to the other side, stage left, is Collinwood, which collapses, right? Well, the stage manager didn't really quite get the whole thing, and he gave an early cue, and the, the they didn't know whether to get up or, I mean, it was just, and this was live, I mean, virtually live television. So you couldn't stop. So they started raise and the uh, Collinwood came down way before the 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 other guys showed up. It was a complete disaster. It just the <laughs> timing was all of these and these these six wrestlers built like brick houses all kind of looked around and what what this isn't the way we were supposed to do. And then they moving towards Collinwood, which is of, all, of course been uh, destroyed so it was a it was a real uh, mark of failure that was hysterical
1: <laughs> i'm gonna have <laughs> to revisit that episode
3: <laughs> Lila, it was, schwartz was directing it and leela had a voice uh, in in real life that was pretty uh brazen and when she was in the uh, when she was on the speaker on the loudspeaker you know in going into the studio, the voice I mean you'd have to close your ears because it was the most irritating sound you'd ever heard in your life. And then you have her octaves about five octaves high screaming at the at the, at the uh, stage manager and the actors while this is all going on. so that's you know they, they've got it out of the, out of the show, but you could you know you could hear her in the background screaming it. It, was, it, was oh it
0: was' great. <laughs>
1: Sounds was, more epic than anything else. Oh, wonderful.
0: <laughs> there was another thing that I remember you telling me about uh, uh, having to, uh, Kate Jackson having to hit you with something. Uh, and, oh, yeah, a bottle.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened with that? Well, it, it, Henry Kaplan was directing it, and Kate was just brand new. She, I mean, didn't know one end of the stage from the other. And uh, she was very nervous about it. And I was supposed to originally take her and throw her down on this bed, and this this uh, um, what do they call them? Uh, oh, the uh, not this. Uh, anyway, ABC said you can't do that, and they had people down there immediately saying you can't throw her. That's that's wrong. So um, they said, well, here we we'll we'll have him. Uh, you know push her away. And he turns to lock the door and she hits me over the head with a bottle. That was the, the, the way it was supposed to go. Well, Kate was very, very nervous about it. And she went to Henry and she said, I don't know how to do it. I said, darling, it's a it's a sugar bottle. They're breakaway. It's useless. Just hit it. Just hit it. And so I push her back and we're rolling the camera and she, I go and lock the door. And all of a sudden, She just comes across the back of my head with this bottle. And unfortunately, the the base of the thing was about two inches of spun glass, which is like a brick, and went right across the back of my head. And I woke up with eight stitches.
4: Oh, (laughs) no. (laughs) Wow.
3: And she, I mean, actually, even, I mean, I I hadn't seen Kate in so many years. And it's a tribute to Dan Curtis, and she was there. And she came in, and she and she brought that. That was one of the most traumatic experiences of her career, and Poor she was thing. still apologizing <laughs> about it. So oh it goodness. was a memorable occasion, I'll tell you. Oh my! So it goodness.
1: was a prop that wasn't really so much propping, <laughs> basically.
3: No, it wasn't. It was. A, it was. You know, it was a disaster. It hurt.
1: Those are made out of sugar.
3: Yeah, I back. often
1: wondered how they did that.
3: They're. They're very very weak and and uh they should you know but uh for some reason they glanced right off the back of my head with the base and that
0: was it <laughs> now uh, they, they used a few of those broken glasses on dark shadows one of the oh. earliest ones was uh was louis Edmonds, and this was really in the beginning probably i think the first episode actually they have one of those sugar glasses and he had a uh, brandy glass in his hand and he Looking at the camera menacingly and scaringly and it breaks the glass in his hand. And uh, that's probably one of the probably one of the first times. And it's interesting that they use that prop. But um, you know, before we go back to Dark Shadows, if it's okay with Vicky, I want to go back to uh, another soap opera that you did. One of the one of the number of soap operas, but it was certainly right. one of my favorites. One Life to Live.
1: It's oh, one yeah. of my favorites too.
0: Um, and One Life and Vicky watched one, one Life to Live also. She watched all of those so far. Vicky's a fan. She. Did one. I don't know if he, she. My wanted...
1: mother's a fan. Oh, too. God. Huge fan. My mother's going to be so excited when she finds out I'm talking to you. <laughs> well,
3: give me your address and I'll send her a photograph.
1: Great. <laughs> right.
3: I have um, to give you
0: mine. You can send my fiance a photograph. Yeah. yeah.
3: Uh, no, you're going to be sending photographs all the way around. I'll. I'll uh, I'll send
0: something. Uh, that's very right. some
3: Dark Shadows stuff.
0: We'll text you. We'll text you. <laughs> okay. But, um, yeah. but getting back to One Life to Live, uh, and that was – actually, I started watching that because Dark Shadows was on at 3.30 uh, at one point, and they moved it to 4 o'clock because the school kids were uh, not getting home in time. Uh, and that's when One Life to Live started, um, right after General Hospital on ABC. And so I happened to watch it from the beginning, you were the first, Larry Wallach, and uh, and I remember that show we were talking about. I remember that show like it was yesterday, back then uh, working Soon with Doris, Doris as Anna, and uh, Antone- Anthony Panzini as Vinny, uh, and Gillian Doris Spencer. Bella. what's that? Doris Bellack. Doris Bellack. Doris Bellack is Anna. Yes, and. Um, and Victor Graves as uh, Victor Lord, and uh, I don't know if Sadie Graves was on at that point. The actor, who, the actress who played Sadie, the uh, the heavyset African
3: American. I'm sorry. That was a, my first. Uh, Tom, that was the first one I ever did, mm-hmm. and um, I, I didn't want to do it. Uh, and I was young and stupid and incredibly arrogant. And, uh, you know, I worked it out where I had a, a, a three-month contract and uh, with the contingency that if I wanted to keep bonding, they they would, you know, pick it up. And I, I stayed for six months. And, uh, you know, I was young and I, I, I wanted to see more theater. I wanted to go to Europe and see theater. And I had an opportunity to go behind the Iron Curtain. And I thought I would love to see the, Mm-hmm. The uh, Moscow Art Theater and the Bolshoi mm-hmm. and all of those, you know, wonderful uh, programs. And so I, I decided, you know, six months was it. And then uh, that's when I left.
0: Well, your performance was still memorable. I mean, working next to Trish Van Devere as uh, Meredith Lord, who became George C. Scott's wife. Right. And uh, it was, uh, and you were telling me, um, and just briefly, uh, how was it to work there with these people? It was
3: absolute, It was. It was educational, beyond belief. Because I had never been in front of a camera, and Tony Ponzini took me under his wing, and 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 Doris, both of them, because we were brother and sister, and we all kind of worked everything together. That's right. And uh, they, you know, they were, and, and Lee Patterson was on the show yes Joe Riley Joe Riley and they, they they really were incredibly giving and very kind people and in fact the, all the cast everybody was with Doris was one of the best producers I mean she she listened to you and Walter Gorman was the director and Walter was from the old you know live uh uh Playhouse 90 Firestone uh theater and all of that so he yeah, these were old pros, and and to be at my age to have that uh, experience was—I I, I mean, that's that's how you get educated. You
0: know? Yep, it's it's incredible, and uh, you're the only actor from one life to live who in transitioned into Dark Shadows. So you, that's a dubious distinction, mm-hmm. um, I think. Uh, and getting back to uh, Vicky, did you have anything you wanted to ask him?
1: no i'm just listening you guys are okay well, so
0: well getting back to dark shadows um sure. Sure. after when you when you when you got into it uh, do you have any special reminiscences about the uh, cast members that you really got along yeah, with? yeah i
3: have a I, you know i don't know i'm sure everybody's had this experience where you're laughing and you're not supposed to and because you're not supposed to laugh you laugh even more yes at those incidences well I was doing a scene with John Carlin and Jerry Lacey. And it was a very conspiratorial over this table in the local tavern. And the light was very pronounced. And we're, you know, pl- plotting something against Barnabas. And Jerry had one of the funniest faces. I mean, he could, he was just, I don't know. It just struck John and me as a incredibly funny. And we could not stop laughing. So <laughs> director, again, Leela said, well, you know, just let it go. And just, uh, you know, when we get to taping, guys, it's, you know, you got to be serious here. Right. Well, the, more they, the more they said, you know, you, you can't, the more we, it was, I mean, we were just, and I don't know why. It's just, there's it something about Jerry's expression, and he'd look over and roll those eyes and that grin like Humphrey Bogart and both of us couldn't contain it. And so type, tape came and we had to kind of turn away from Jerry and just kind of listen to him. And then we, we would relate to each other and start smirking. And we got through it, but it was not without a, a lot of a lot of the angst, you know.
0: Well, the, the thing about Jerry Lacey, the, the marvelous thing was his, I mean, you had your sneer, and David Selby had his look, but Jerry Lacey, when he was Trask, was his, his Oh, my voice. God. His, By the judge of the quick and the dead. I am <laughs> no <Josephino> serpent. <laughs> I'm telling you. That's a good, that's a good uh, rendition of him. Thank he was you. Wonderful. He was unbelievable. unbelievable, I can't
1: imagine him cracking up. He, his character is just so stoic and serious and well, sinister.
3: He, 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 he started cracking up, then he could, could control it. But Carlin was the, the real culprit of the thing, because he couldn't. And then, of course, I, everything Carlin did, I was re- reacting to. It was a, very funny, very funny. I don't, <laughs> I don't think Jerry was too happy, but we, you know, that's, you know, we all went out and had a drink
0: that's great uh john carlin is one of the i mean i met him at the convention one of the warmest uh actors that i've ever seen uh and of course the dark shadows actors and actresses are very friendly in general but john carlin has that special of course he was born in brooklyn and so was i so I mean,
3: did he know that you were born in brooklyn
0: well the funny thing was yeah he was he was at a, he was at the hotel bar, and I was walking by, and uh, and John was uh, uh, was very pleasant. Uh, I think he had had one already, and uh, <laughs> up to one and I said, Mr. Carlin, and I said, he, and I said, I'm, I'm I'm a big fan of yours, and he says, How are you, Tom? I go, I'm great, and he goes, and I go, I want you to know that I was, he goes, I was born, in, he goes, Tom, where do you come from? And I said, I was born in Brooklyn. Tom, I was born in Brooklyn too. And, and I mean, like nearly fell over to me. You know, we were <laughs> I was talking about the old neighborhoods. He's a very earthy man. He never, you know, this interview. Of he never left Brooklyn, you know, in his heart. Yeah, yeah that's very true. But this interview is, is about you. How is it working with Jonathan? Oh, wonderful.
3: Wonderful. You know, it was a funny thing, Tom. Years before Dark Shadows, uh, I was uh, sitting in the theater at the Globe Theater in San Diego, and I was watching a production of The Tempest. And uh, uh, John Voigt was playing Ariel at the time. And I forget who some of the Will Gear was playing Prospero. I forget who the Queen was. But anyway, uh, this guy came out on stage as. Caliban. And he was just wonderful. You could understand him. You, I mean, he, it was a wonderful performance. And later I looked at the uh, uh, program and it's Jonathan Frid. And I thought, wow. So when I met John, I told him that I, you know, it was one of the best performances of that character I had ever seen. And he was very, he's always gracious. He was an incredibly gracious man all the way around. And working with him was
0: wonderful. It's interesting. You saw him as Caliban, and there's a there's a picture of him. They really had to make him up to look like a hunchback and uh, very heavy makeup. And uh, it's a very famous picture of him as Caliban. Uh looked very monstrous, and uh, it was... Uh, it was, uh, it was, it was, if you compare that with the Barnabas character, it just gave you a sense of the range.
3: Oh, I oh. yeah, he was, uh, and I'll tell you another story about John that I, I, I've told on numerous times and maybe I'm repeating myself again, but I hadn't seen John in 40 some odd years, you know, since the dark shadows, I hadn't seen him. And, uh, or maybe one uh, one convention I did, but I, uh, anyway, and um, I'm coming off stage and I'm going down the hallway, and this is the first time John uh, Jonathan had been at the, one of these conventions in years. And I'm walking down, and he's and there's like three or four people around, and he's walking towards me, and he's looking at me, and he says, "Jimmy Storm, 56th in Lexington." we stood there and your son Jonathan had just been born and uh, you were over the, and he just like I, I was dumbfounded that he could you know remember and I mean he was, wow. was unbelievable and I was just flabbergasted and then you watch him on stage when he starts doing recall and it's like it happened the day the day before I was so impressed with him and that I was taken back really taken back by it.
0: I think that's a great story, uh, and it's a tribute, and it's really a tribute to him. Wonderful um, actor. When you, when you have, can you tell us some reminiscences about being in Night of Dark Shadows, the movie?
3: Um. Well, I can tell you that every stunt man on the show went to the hospital. <laughs> really every one of them had a trip to the hospital uh it was um i i dan Dan really hurt them yeah okay (laughs) here's one for you here's a good one so uh, dan was you know chart leading the charge and there's they have at the back of the the manor house is sloping lawn with big piles of dead grass you know spread out like hey hey lofts or hay- haystacks and at the end of the garden by uh, down there there was a horse that they were they had kept in a trailer and so that was ready to you know rear up and and they were going to trample some uh, they I, I think it was uh, uh angelique they were hanging and okay. it was a big big scene big scene and so they're down there and they're getting it all ready they bring the horse out and i'm way at the other side of the, of the, uh, of the house. And I'm just kind of, I have nothing else to do, so I might as well play, right? And I see this sloping thing in this, this hay, hay, hay fields, and uh, hay fields of hay. And as Danielle's action, the horse starts rearing up, there's all this commotion, and I, beknownst that they were shooting, start roll, running down these, this hill and diving into this haystack and rolling and flipping and doing things over the haystacks to be in the shot. So while this guy's getting hanged, this guy's coming down doing flips, and here comes Gerard flipping over, and Dan Curtis, Dan just, he could not believe it. He just, he he screamed, God, 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 damn it, what? (laughs) And he went on, and and the whole time he was yelling at me, he was laughing. (laughs) And so he said, Jesus, get off. Oh, and they didn't have a budget to keep, you know, doing. You you didn't have a lot of takes in that film. Well, what they did it again, but the horse was not as active as it was when I was jumping. (laughs) That was a, that was a good one. And then um, the guy that I forget his name, uh, Alex Cord was the head uh, stunt guy. Okay. Uh, he was, he was really interesting uh, to watch him work. But my double was uh, at the end of the thing when Kate hits me with a board and I go off the, the, uh, the, uh, the bridge, bridge. Yep. and, of course, they have oh, a rope yeah. around the stump guy, and uh, he falls backwards, and, of course, the rope isn't as long as it should have been. Oh, and so he just puts his head right against the piling and splits his head open, and they take him to the hospital. Oh, my God. Alex to the hospital. Oh, yeah, I mean, they weren't major, major, you know, but it's it was, it was insane. It was really, really insane.
0: Well, you're the only one that I think there was a – and I'm sure this will go down in posterity, but Famous right. Monsters of Filmland uh, magazine had you in their cover – uh, for one of their issues. I don't know if you ever saw it. Sure, um, sure. You, you shot did, in the face. It was all bloodied up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, you looked like you were <laughs> you looked like you were ready to go to the hospital yourself. Uh, it's, uh, it's unbelievable, but um, That was a scary yeah. time,
3: Tom, because I was on a roof doing that and uh, the, the roof was at an angle and I climbed up on it and I was very nervous about getting in front of the glass because they fired a marble. Uh, you know, a, a ball bearing with this pistol through this plexiglass. Wow! And I, I was very nervous about. Is this, you know? I mean, I just, I have never been shot before, so I was very kind of spooked about it. And finally, I just said, "Okay, let's do it." And we got it, and they got the reaction that he wanted. So, but I remember, I was very, very nervous about it. You know. I would also- too.
1: Also, didn't you I I I did read somewhere that you had the distinct honor of uh having the only character that had to uh that got to say the, the namesake of the show in your lines. Like I think it would be best if I just remain the dark shadows.
3: Gosh, I don't remember that. Is that right?
1: Yeah. yeah. Wow. Distinct honor of playing the only character in the series that actually set the show's title on the air.
3: There you go. Oh, there you go. There's there's history. Yeah, I, so, so I give you a little
1: tidbit of your own history.
3: <laughs> wow, that's incredible.
1: Yeah, it said, I would think it best if I just remain the dark shadows. <laughs>
0: Wow. Uh, but you didn't remain the dark shadow. you went on.: well, to I die. really
3: appreciate that because I, I had no idea I don't re- re- recall that ever yeah. so that's wonderful. thank you thank yeah. you I, that's, that's a nice little piece of news
1: yeah I, I wanted to ask you about one person who I was always intrigued with was Joan Bennett. Uh, what was it like to work with her because she's just a fascinating human being I've always thought. she comes
3: on. Uh, at the rehearsal. She's gracious and gregarious and talks about her sister, talks about Hollywood in its day. Um, She was the the professional personified. She was always courteous, always easy to deal with, always easy to work with. Um, She had a great sense of humor. Uh, and she and Jonathan really—I mean—and Grayson Hall, of course, just rose to the occasion with that one. But uh, she was—I—I I, I was really quite thrilled that I had the opportunity to. I wish I had more scenes with her. I think that would have been really fun. But uh, just to watch her work and see—you know—this isn't the end of her career, and she had, needless to say, a really stellar career. And you could see why, because she was—she was really professional and good she was she had a lot incredible. of class she didn't understand she didn't undersell sell it you know there have been other people in other shows who think it's below them to do the soap opera but they're doing it for the paycheck and it shows you know it's uh right it but uh she was not that she loved what she was doing so
1: that's, i can't imagine anybody else being cast in her role to tell you the truth i tried to imagine other you know actresses you know of, of the the heyday but i just can't picture anybody else doing her role
3: the only one that comes to my mind is helen hayes but mm-hmm. helen was much older you know helen hayes would have been an interesting type but i, I think that uh, no i think you're right it it belonged to her and and she did it really well
1: she did well, she did.
0: well jean simmons in the 91 revival uh, did yeah. uh, elizabeth and uh, there was a certain brand of elegance, of course, that Gene Simmons brought to the role. True. But,
3: yes, that fantastic. is true.
0: But something very special about Joan Bennett.
3: You know what, and that's I, probably, you know, thinking about it, Tom, Gene Simmons would have been, yeah, that that's an alternative, you know, because she did have that elegance. Everything she did. Everything was had
0: elegance. Um, but Joan Bennett, and I think especially what was marvelous about her were the where the scenes with Louie Edmonds as Roger. Oh, well. Oh, my ladies. God.
3: <laughs> yeah, they,
0: they played off each other.
1: Yes, they did. I can't Perfect. imagine a different Roger, either, for that matter. I mean, he was just the,
3: the he Roger. Was, <laughs> he was, he was, uh, I didn't, I, you know, I only, I knew him very briefly, because he was, he had, I think he was reappearing for a brief, and then left but I met him because we had a lot of friends in the same theater that I belonged to at the time and so we had a lot of you know stories to talk but uh, and then when he got sick I went to visit him um, and uh, we he was a, a very very he was at the old school he was at that you know show up at, at rehearsal with a coat and tie on
1: yeah yeah and,
3: and he was uh, he and it, it wasn't a false note in him. It was very theatrical, but you loved watching him because he was so theatrical. I mean, yeah, he was... And I bet you those two were, would really complement each other. Exactly.
0: I think that uh, Louis Edmonds, when I, I met him once, but interestingly enough, I had had a voiceover teacher a uh, few, 30 years ago by the name of... Um, uh, Oh, God, I'm blanking out on it, but he was the voice, <laughs> Lionel Wilson was his name, and he was the voice for um, a Tom Terrific, if you remember the old Captain Kangaroo cartoons back in the 50s. Uh, no,
3: okay.
0: It turned out that the two of them were roommates. Really? And, uh, when, yeah, when I trained with uh, Lionel Wilson, I kept telling him I loved Dark Shadows, and he mentioned who he had been. I said, really? You know, And, and when I met him, I said, uh, you know, remember, how is he? I want to know how he is, you know. I said, uh, said, he's doing great, you know, that kind of thing. Um, What were your feelings like the last day? Now, I know that you were in 1841 parallel time, you briefly reappeared as Gerard, uh, but there weren't a lot of episodes with you. I think you were four or five episodes or something like that. And the show was winding up. Did you did you go to the party, the rap party uh, that they had for the show? I was wondering uh, back then.
3: Probably oh. That's I, yes because I was shooting uh, yeah I was down I was doing a play down in the Lower East Side and I was sh- sh- doing the Dark Shadows movie. You know Tom, I can't. I'm sure I did. I, I, it was.
0: Uh, I think my, I think my question is. When you heard that Dark Shadows was being canceled, you remember how you felt? Yeah, I was actually
3: in wardrobe getting it, uh, because they- Oh, uh, whammy. Yeah, they were, and I was in wardrobe, uh, having it measured uh, a whole new, you know, they wanted to pick up the character and, you know, do it again. I was really very happy about that. I, I was very pleased. Dan liked me a lot. And was responsible for my career out in Hollywood, solely for responsible. He's a remarkable gift that I will always be indebted to him for. Um, but uh, I was in wardrobe, and they said uh, they they're, they're canceling the wardrobe fitting, and I said why? He said, but well, they they just took the show off the air, Ugh. and just kind of. I walked, It was at Barney's that they were they were uh, measuring me, and I remember walking out of Barney's going. That's
0: really, that's really,
3: that's shitty. Very shitty. I get the
1: the creepy crawlies all over my skin, just feeling heartbreak over here. It
3: was really, I just kind of looked up and down the street and I thought, wow, that's a, that's really a drag. So yeah, I was very upset about it. I, uh, I, I was having a good time.
0: Yeah,
3: Barney's. these that's what was so good about all of you.
1: I mean, the chemistry between all of you, and that was what made it so magic. I mean, the, the, this, you know, the, you all just were in sync. You all, you know, at symmetry together.
3: I, I, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I'm sure you've heard by now that they're they're planning another pilot for Dark Shadows. I, are I the, saw, and of course, the, always the, the the subject comes up and the writers saying, of course, we're going to, we're we really, and I think since the other two or three attempts have been failures, which they have been, uh, I think you hit it right on the head. The chemistry between those actors is what made that show move. Exactly. And um, it's not easy to find. You know, mm-hmm. like One Life to Live, when I was, I, only the six months I was there, I have to tell you, there was a camaraderie. There was a way of playing o- opposite with people that you trusted. You trusted people and you gave to people and you, you you went all out for doing whatever you could do to make it better. And they all felt the same. And that's the same way with Dark Shadows was. Everybody just went for it completely. They loved it. They got frustrated. They got uh, happy and sad and all that stuff. But there was a real camaraderie. and. Or you know, I, I keep hearing, you know, with, well, we're going to make it like this, and we're going to, you know, th- the biggest mistake that they can do is not put people in it that were in it originally.
1: Exactly. I know yeah. t- Tom texted me this morning, or yesterday afternoon, I believe, and he told me that the CW, I believe, is the one that was, the one yeah. they were thinking about it, and yes. I was just like, I don't, I just texted him back, I go, I'm really not quite sure how I feel about that yet, but... Yeah. You know, know. (laughs) know.
3: know. Kathy and Tracy Curtis are heavily involved in it. You know, uh, I don't know. I I mean, I'd love to see it come up. I I think it's a real tribute to a guy who, I mean, it's just coming to to the surface of what uh, an icon Dan really has done for the television industry. Oh, absolutely. There were things going on, Dark Shadows, that they had never even dreamed of and the way things were being shot and uh, the technical aspects of it. And he's responsible for a lot of people moving on.
0: Well, one uh, good thing, one good thing I can say about that, and that comes from Kathy Resch, uh, the grand dom of Dark Shadows fandom uh, with Marcy Robin. And uh, in her Shadowgram uh, post, which came out a week no, a few days ago, actually talking about the new effort, she did say that, uh, and it looks like down the line, of course, if there's if the show is a success, that they might be interested in calling back some of the original actors in some capacity, uh, I so, and, I, and I hope that would happen.
3: Well, I, I, do, too. I, mean, I do too. I do too, and not just it's walking through the 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 room, but right. have something intricately. Connected with story. You know, I think that's really important uh, for the, for it to work because, you know, it, it's the well, fact that.
0: Keith, Keith actually, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, Keith actually, in a text to me just a couple of hours ago, we were discussing and on, uh, on Facebook, and each came up with a very interesting insight that maybe they could bring you guys back as the grandfather or the great, well, unfortunately, would be the age but it would be an ancestor of one of the uh, present-day
3: colleagues. You you could go any which way, any which way that you you want with it. I mean, it's a wide-open canvas, and it's up to the writers to really have the imagination. Exactly. And and stick to it.
0: And the thing, very briefly, from what I'm seeing so far, is that, you know, there are many fans who are excited about it. Uh, but the ones who are trepidatious are, for one of one or both of two reasons. One of which they were so disappointed by the failure of the past uh, reboots, and they just didn't want to experience that failure again. Um, and the other, and the others, are afraid that the original would be forgotten about. And, and my answer to that is the original can never be forgotten.
3: No, it it can never, never happened. Happen.
0: It can never be replaced. Don't really expand on it. Can only no, expand I, think it.
3: I, I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Tom. I, I, and as far as other people, you know, like, uh, well, it'd be nice if they just had a, a you know, a guest starring role. You know, uh, think of the story. You know, the stories are a lot more involved now than they were back when Dark Shadows was doing. Dark Shadows was a narrative as far as a storyline, driving story. Uh, but now we're, we're dealing in this day and age with characters and story and character are the, are, is what makes it. And, you know, it, that's what and then you have the actors that, you know, can carry that. Uh, it, it could be really a wonderful experience. It could be a lot bigger than they anticipated.
0: I agree with you. And, and, and first and foremost, and I think for the success of any series, it's that the, the actors have to convey a certain sense of emotional range so that the fans can care for the character. Absolutely,
3: absolutely. Yes. And that's in the writing. That's mm-hmm. in the writing. And that's what has to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's what will do it. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that yeah. plus the interpretation of the writing by the by the actor. I mean, and also,
2: you know, also too, my Tom, I ahead. think that the the actors, as as witnessed by these huge dark shadows uh, festivals, really care about the actors who did the original show. And I think that was part of the failure before is that there was not that care for these people that were presenting, you know, in these in these new kind of episodes. Exactly, um, and that especially agrees. too. Um, so I think that would be absolutely key. And I'm sure there's a lot of the actors and actresses that would be on board. I mean, there's such a love and like Jim was talking about the power of chemistry. There's such a love and caring for this group of actors and actresses for each other. I mean, we have done just a diverge, just a moment. I know that's not the purpose and you can cut this out. No. But example, yeah. our our wedding two weeks ago, you know, coming together, you know, laura laura parker lamar ricky hawkins came and did all our flowers for us
1: oh beautiful
2: job david selby came up during the ceremony and read a beautiful story on soulmates christopher pennock actually performed our ceremony
1: oh so, my god that's so yeah. great
2: yeah and then of course jim pearson was there with this little dog bongo
1: <laughs> and it was
2: wonderful wonderful so i mean the love that these people have for each other and how well they you know, obviously have worked for in the past, that um, chemistry can come together to make a huge success for an upcoming show. So I, I really do hope that you know, this is taken into consideration as they...
1: Uh, yeah, from your mouth, from your mouth. And that's yes, a fabulous right? story. That's is just a right? great story. Oh, it, it was beautiful it because... It
3: was a of, fantastic way. Oh,
1: is there a picture somewhere hidden? Oh, <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: We're,
3: we're on just Facebook.
1: Facebook. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Your <laughs> wedding is, uh, and in and fact, so gallery, go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry.
2: sorry, Con. And so I, I think too that I'm hoping that my, personally, I'm hoping that th- this gentleman, um, as he writes this pilot, actually uh, does incorporate the original uh, iconic kind of cast in the pilot because oh, I gosh, think that's so, carry it. and that's what's going to make people get excited and not, I to, think have, so, not to have I a know. guest star come up randomly and stuff like that, but a Right from the very beginning i think you know in a story a good story you really need a hook to drive people into the story and i think that would be fabulous you know we were at this um bold and beautiful tribute last night to cy thomasoff who actually just recently passed away and yesterday, yesterday was his birthday and they started off the tribute with the same story we've heard a billion times about the kid who ran home from school to watch dark shadows and here you are having people in other really you know well-known television series who also had these memories you know that's important to them so it's it's a huge audience that i think would be a great tribute and a great success if they were to incorporate the original cast i
1: yeah. sincerely hope so that's really, my yeah. I, and i'm
2: you sticking too. to it
3: you do. <laughs> I know i'm reiterating myself but i it's it's a real tribute uh to dan and I think it it would it would be just off the charts for something to be stellar for you know for his memory.
1: Absolutely.
0: Well I think there is a big um increase now. I mean it's it you know, news of this is now going has been on the internet for days and it's got the fans really excited about it and plus of course uh what Katherine Lay Scott's doing with the audio books. Uh, and uh, bringing back the, uh, the, the Marilyn Ross, or Dan Ross, which is real name, those series of books that are coming back. Uh, I think the fans are starting to hunger again uh, for that kind of thing because they believe there's hope. And uh, that's why for the fans who feel that, um, that they were so disappointed, and I can understand that it is—it is disappointing. But you have to give it a chance. You have no, it was to give it a chance.
4: very upsetting. Well, there's,
2: there's, also too, and I know, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but there's such a love by the fans that the location where the actual outside of the side of the building was taken. Was, yes. The, so that's actually located in Newport, Rhode Island, and fans go there every holiday—Memorial, uh, Halloween. Actually, I helped start that. several years back with Bob um, Issel. And uh, it's just a really wonderful thing. And they reminisce and they write stories using the characters because they have such a love for what Dan, you know, Curtis had created and for these original characters. So, you know, it'd be really a, a tribute, like Jim said, to Dan Curtis, who did a wonderful job bringing this show that really changed the face of television to go back and reach and use these original people and i think that success at this time you doing that you know would be the key
0: seaview terrace and uh i w- i went and visited there once in the 1980s and uh, could not believe i was at the actual column with and kept running around the estate saying i can't believe it and looking <laughs> looking to see and my only disappointment of course that was the actual Owners at the time was Salva Regina College in uh, Rhode Island and uh, CB was in Newport. And uh, looking into what would have been the windows to the drawing room of Calumlee and seeing a soda machine, uh, because that was probably the uh, cafeteria.
4: Uh,
3: <laughs> it's a surprising well, it wasn't in the shot.
2: Well, actually, yeah, no. <laughs> at, at, at the time well, that, was that you were- the, and the time that you were there was actually it was it had been made into a dormitory by Salve Regina College. But since mm-hmm. that time, it has been taken back by the original owners. Yes. So they, they have, you know, the home again. So it's and it's beautiful. And uh, what's also interesting about is the fans, because of their love, have actually gone in and helped renovate the inside of it. That's so fantastic. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. But I'll turn you back to Jim.
0: No, that's fine. No, that's re- fine.
1: We like your input, too.
0: Yeah. Please chip in. Please chip in. Um, there's even a room, I think, in the Seabury uh, Mansion that has Jonathan's picture on it. Oh,
1: uh, sure. absolutely, right above the fireplace.
0: Yeah,
1: is yeah. that picture still in existence? Who has that painting?
2: Oh, the original. Yeah,
3: the As Curtis a- Curtis uh, family. I think. Uh, I think it's probably. You could ask. Actually, we're having lunch with Jim Pearson tomorrow. That's a good question. We'll let you know.
1: Yeah, I'd like yeah. to know what happened to it. Yeah. I want it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're not the only one. Uh, Jim, let's talk a little now about what you did after Dark Shadows. And uh you um I have a little bit of this on you were in the trial of Billy Jack apparently. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I remember <laughs> and all of those things. Yeah. You know,
3: I, I have a, a funny story. I, I saw the uh, Billy Jack on 42nd Street. Uh, and uh, I was sitting in, I was actually, when I, I went out to LA to, to kind of see if I could do it. And I'm sitting in the Bay Theater, in my own hometown. And the, 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 film, Billy Jack came out, and I said, man, not in a million years would I ever do something like this. It was the low budget. Look, you know, I was very condescending, and it turns out the next day I get a call saying, uh, go out to uh, uh, out to uh, Venice, uh, where Sony is today, and uh, uh, you're going to meet Tom Laughlin, who's doing a film called The Trial of Billy Jack. And I said, are you kidding me? And so I had my bicycle and I cycled out from Hollywood to, to Culver city. And I walked in and I was introduced to Tom and he was sitting at this desk. The desk was massive. And I had, uh, I, I was somewhat of a relationship with Nick Ray, who was the, uh, one that directed, uh, rebel without a cause. And uh, Tom was just about 15 during that filming. And he said, you know, Nick? And I said, yeah, I I worked up at Bennington with him. Anyway, we just hit it off. And he was a rebel and and people in Hollywood were really pissed because Billy Jack was outgrossing every film in town. And um, so he said, I want you to play this Lieutenant Callie character. And I said, sure, okay. And so I, I, I worked with, uh, did the thing. And of course, the massacre was a pivotal part of it. And I was the one who was uh, instigated it. And, and Tom, you know, comes up and kills me. But uh, it was a great experience. I really liked him a lot. He was, a, he was very progressive, incredibly liberal, very well-spoken, very highly educated guy. And I had a really good time with him. And I came to the the screening, and the film went on for days. The film was going on and on and on. Finally, it was over, and everybody was dancing and all. And Tom, I walked up to Tom. I said, "Tom, I thought it was really great," and he said, "Yeah, yeah." He said, "I'm sorry that you know, I can only tell you this." And I said, "What?" He said, "You were brief, but you were brilliant." Because <laughs> he cut everything out of the film that I did, and. Well, that's the way it is. But he was, I, I, yeah, he was he was a cool guy. I liked him a lot. And then I did uh, uh, Kung Fu, which was the high point of my career because I got to play the brother of Slim Pickett's. I
1: saw that. You guys used to eat hamburgers together. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> Slim told me a joke over a hamburger that I, to this States, the only joke I can ever remember. And it was, uh, I, yeah, he was, he was, I don't even know how to describe him. We're doing a lot of work in rodeos now. We we have been, and um, because uh, it, my passion in this world is photography, and uh, the last umpteen years I've been in the back streets of uh, of uh, Wyoming and Montana and uh, Colorado, Texas, and Valerie joined me on this, and we put together a show that we just put uh, of. of the, the rodeo scene uh the, the in front of camera and behind the camera, uh, the life of these people that work the rodeos. And we did a, uh, a gallery exhibition uh, at a place called beyond Baroque in Venice in December. And it was uh, incredibly well received. I was very proud of it. And she was the one that put it all together. And uh, she was just, it, it was wonderful. And we have a lot of her work in the, in the show too. And, that's what we do now. Is we go around and take the back roads around the country, and we photograph. Yeah! Um,
1: oh, wow, that sounds great. Yeah, <laughs> that it, sounds it, fantastic.
3: Yeah, it, it, it. You can see a whole side inside view of love's truck stops, <laughs> and uh, we sleep in the <laughs> Love's whole... trucks. Bucky's Buc-
1: in Texas. <laughs> Have you guys been to Bucky's? Yes, yes,
3: yes, <laughs> yes. Yes.
2: You
4: know
1: what Bucky's Buc- is? Okay, my yeah. job is done here. I had to show my buckies,
2: but we also, as Jim's talking, we just now, uh, in May, uh, we went to the coyote store in Gale, Texas. There's a population of a hundred people in the whole yeah. county. And, um, at Mo Bandy, who was a big country Western uh, singer was there, we got to photograph him and, and do an article on the store, but it was just fabulous. Yeah. But so we go around be,
3: and we're, we're, uh, we're planning other things and we, we spent time up on, uh, up in Pine Ridge and the reservations up there with the Lakota people, and befriended a family that we stay with. And uh, awesome. yeah, it's been it's been really fun. It's <laughs> been really it's very inspiring. So where could we
1: find your photographs at? Are you gonna-
3: If I ever could, yeah, I have a website, but it's kind of obsolete. Uh, I'll get them. I, you'll be hearing a lot more about it.
1: Please do. I'd like to. I'd like to see your well, pictures.
0: Okay. I look forward. I look yeah. forward to your first coffee book.
1: Uh, I know that so I was thinking coffee book, especially. Well, you
3: know? it's. Uh, it certainly could do one on rodeos, and we. I'm, I'm looking at. Uh, I'd like to do, kind of focus on landscape work and portraits. So uh, that's you know we're just kind of collecting material. Where it goes, I'm not sure, but we're we're going to do it.
2: Well, we have a a new domain name which we're gonna develop the website for photography and it's called Through the Eye of the Storm. And, oh. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so we'll, we'll, after we get back on our honeymoon, we'll probably start, we'll start uh, working and developing that, but right now we started also a Facebook page with the same name, um, which we'll start
1: up again, you know, posting photographs, but. Yeah, we we'll, please, we'll... please send us, uh, please send us um, your information and we will share all of your links.
3: And don't forget to send us your information because I'd like to get those photographs to you. I would Thank
0: love you. that. I definitely will, and I'm sure Absolutely. So if You will as well. Um, so, Jim, uh, I do want to uh, forget. I don't want to forget to mention that, um, aside from you know you, you've appeared in Blue Sunshine, uh, Without a Trace, uh, Venomous in 2000 in 2001. The soap operas, you really—it's—it's it's interesting because when you get them um, all, you—you you, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've done um, them all.
1: You played Bill Spencer, Senior.
0: Yeah,
3: <laughs> Bill. <laughs> oh, the beautiful. Have you seen
1: what your son's been doing? He's awful. <laughs>
3: That's right here. Yes. He's
1: kind of calmed I, down on the Bold and the Beautiful lately, though. <laughs> the,
3: uh, yeah, yeah. It's funny because I hadn't been back to that that studio since i taped my demise <clears throat> and um it was really fun going back and seeing people that you know were with the with me at the beginning of the show and uh you know 30 years it's been 30 years i
1: know i remember when it first started adjacent to the young and the restless and my mom's yeah. been a fan ever since
3: well it's uh it's uh, just pounding away and it's doing very well so yes you know, it is bless them. But uh, yeah, Don uh, was, I, I met him and I worked with him in Y&R just briefly. Um, and then I got off that show and went over to B&B. But the timing hasn't been right, but it would be nice to to do some work with him too. You know, on B&B, if they could figure out a way out to bring me back. Oh,
1: I'd like to see a squeak back in there one way or another.
3: Yeah, it would be fun. I would, I would enjoy it.
2: Yes, it was really nice last night when we went to the... Um, tribute to Cy Thomas Hoff because he, he, Jim got to meet up with all the cast members. And um, Jim, first, Cindy Pop, who was just absolutely fabulous, really loving lady. And your your nemesis, your co star, your. your yeah, John McCook. Yeah, John yeah. McCook. <laughs> <laughs> which is a great.
3: Yeah, yeah. He's wonderful. It was a great reunion.
2: Yeah. And, and Jim's, we're still friends with uh, Jim's uh, TV wife, Lauren Coslow. Um, just a beautiful lady and her family. Um, they were at our wedding Thanks, as well.
1: <laughs> oh, you guys invited everybody. Yeah, much. <laughs> You're going to have to share those pictures. We will. We will. <laughs> Definitely want to see where, where all of your, you know, your co-stars and whatnot. And everybody got up and stood there by in the flower arrangements. That's just, that was just a fabulous story. That just, you know, probably makes everybody's heart melt.
0: Hey, would it be too intruding if I ask how you guys met? Yeah. We met
3: uh, at a Dark Shadows convention. There you go.
1: The the rest is history. There
2: you go. So more specifically, we met. The one good thing that came out of the Johnny Depp movie was that-
1: One good thing. (laughs) The I premier- like how you said that, okay.
2: <laughs> well, at the premiere, so the Dark Shadows um, cast had a premiere of the Johnny Depp Dark Shadows film. And I actually flew from Boston to go see it. And when I was, so they, at the end of the movie, they had all the casts that were lined up in the front. And I looked up and I saw Jim. I went, oh my gosh, you know, despite all these Dark Shadows conventions I've been to in the past, I've never actually- I thought
3: we'd been
2: to No, no, I'd never actually seen him before. So that was May 12th of 2012. And so I said, boy, he's, he's pretty cute. So I, I, jumped, I jumped to the very far, I bypassed everybody, I cut the line, I went to the very end where he was, and I took a photograph within the first minute of when we just met. And so actually I have that photograph, which is really, really quite special. Uh,
1: so that, that, that was the very really first time we met. That's Aggression, a wonderful that's the story. only way you're gonna get anywhere. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's a wonderful story. To meet, yeah. the, to meet him in the dark shadows convention, incredible. Um,
3: oh, it's really what, remarkable, though. It was wonderful because we we struck up the friendship, and, and then at conventions we, you know, I, bet, I I said, where have you been all my life? And, <laughs> but you know, I was on the road, and I was living up in Pine Ridge, staying up in Pine Ridge, and Valerie and I were on the phone for what three months yeah. every every single day uh, just talking and, uh, you know, before we really, you know, got to s- spend time with each other. It was a great way to start the relationship because awesome. a lot was said and, you know, you just said, well, I think we'll go forward with this one.
2: Yeah. It was really nice.
0: I agree. But I, I, actually, know. I
2: remember actually the day that when I fell in love with them, the exact uh-huh. time. <laughs> so it was, um, June the 24th, 2016. And I was in a Dark Shadows convention. I was walking up towards Jim was, and I hadn't seen him in two years since the prior convention. And he goes, where have you been? I've been looking all over for you. And all of a sudden I just felt myself physically falling in love. It just, it just my heart. It was just like amazing.
1: Oh, uh, that's the stuff yeah. I want to hear.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah oh, it was. It, it, <laughs> after that, we were pretty much inseparable. And that we're, together, we're together 24 seven. So it's wonderful. Yeah. yeah we, <laughs> Happy eat, <endings>. <laughs> we eat peanuts in bed at night together and fall asleep holding hands. It's great. <laughs> uh-huh. oh, that's
1: great. Happy good. endings. They do exist. Those are always inspirational.
0: Never too,
2: late. <laughs> never too fairy. late to live happily ever after.
0: No, there's
1: never too late.
0: fairy tale. Anyway, so to make a long story short, you know, you, of course, were on the doctors in uh, Secret Storm. You already mentioned Young and Restless, Capital, Sunset Beach. Uh, So you certainly were a veteran of the soap operas. And then, of course, in terms of movies, you did a number of other things for uh, Dan Curtis.
3: Uh, Yeah.
0: The Invasion. Go ahead, go ahead.
3: I I did one that I, I, when I first, uh, I had done a a film years ago called Chain Link. And as a young producer, director, that uh, you know, wanted me to do it, and I, I said, sure, I, I liked the whole thing. It was a wonderful, wonderful, independent, low-budget uh, film, but it's one of those things, like we were talking before, where the ensemble comes from the actors, and it didn't matter what kind of characters they were playing, They we ate together, we drank together, uh, we did not sleep together, uh, but it was a it was a wonderful experience. So they called me and asked me if I would do this other film called uh, 420 Massacre. And I saw I, that. Oh, you did see it? No,
1: I mean, I was reading about it and I was going, wow, I, I, I happened to come across your la- latest movie well, and I hadn't had a chance to see it. Okay. About.
3: Well, I, 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 I said, I you know, I, I have grandchildren now and I I think it's, it's not appropriate because uh, it's really very graphic. Right. And a slasher film. And I, they came over to the house, we had dinner and I, I started drinking and then after I finished drinking, I said, yeah, I'll do it.
4: Right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, I mean, I knew these people really well. I know that they, you know, they, they have a lot of taste. So um, I went up, I was on the road again up in Montana and, and I came out of Montana and I went up to the hills Overlooking Los Angeles, and they started this film called the uh, 420 Massacre, and uh, it was a, it was a grind. It was a very tough shoot, but it was a lot of fun. And now the film uh, has been distributed. It's uh, won all sorts of awards as far as uh, horror films go and stuff like. It's done very very well, and uh, you know, I, I I I was always kind of like tentative and embarrassed about these things. And then I I look at what's being done and what big budgeted movies are doing and what I've just witnessed something two nights ago or three nights ago that Valerie and I sat through and I thought, you know, these young people who are making these films, like my friend Dylan uh, Reynolds, uh, they deserve to have people finance their films these kids are really good and they're tasteful and they're they have passion and they i mean dylan wrote produced directed put the music in cut the film distributes the film he's a walking show and these kids are amazing those those are people i want to work with i want to work with the young kids that have something to say and uh and have some importance in their lives and this other stuff is just I, i just I get so discouraged about what the business is today compared to when it was, and once in a while something like the 420 will come along, and you think, okay, all right, you know. And I looked at it and I thought, you know what? This is not bad. This is, in fact, damn good for what it is, you know. For what I mean, they're working on less than you know 100 grand to do this yeah. film, you know, and it's just fantastic. I'm going to so, watch it as soon as I get a chance to. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, check it out. I would be curious to hear I'm what going you to. watch this because I, I, I was very uh, taken by it. And, I, I, and same way in theater. I want to work with people that I know as far as writers. I don't want to you know, do it for the sake of just doing it. It's got to have some importance. And there's not a lot of importance out there today. So, I
4: agree.
3: Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of pick and choose. But at least we have the luxury of being able to pick. You know, we don't have to hang by the phone and wait for, you know, and now you're getting auditions on cell phones. Are you kidding me?
1: I know. Isn't that crazy? Oh,
3: <laughs> it's just
0: repulsive. It's, it's a different repulsive. world. It's a different world. I wanted to very briefly, uh, it looks like you were. Sure I
1: do not mean to go I'm off sorry. on a tangent. No, I loved,
3: I loved hearing what you had to say.
0: No, no, no. talk. talk. I'm sorry. Were you going to say something?
3: No, no, no! I was just apologizing for just going off track
0: there. No, oh, not at all. That. Actually, I'm about to go off track because I saw that, and it's one of my other favorite shows, Saint Elsewhere, and you were in two episodes of Saint Elsewhere. Yeah. yeah. How
3: did
0: how was it getting along with that cast? That's that's a classic show.
3: A well, classic. you know, you, it's that you know they were classic because they all worked together. They all were, you know, the the. They were an ensemble, but when you're in a, a guest star or a guest on the show, you come in, you do your lines, and you leave. You're not connected with them in that in that way, and that's what that's why I don't like episodic television. Uh, you know, because it, unless it's you have it enough going that you can launch something about the character and the, the and the event that takes place. Uh, but usually it's, you know, five lines or, you know, it's very minimal. So uh, it's, but the, I, I you know, I had a lady on, on St. Elsewhere who was uh, with me at APA uh, Repertory Company back in the day when I was uh, in New York and uh, her name was Christina Pickles. Sure, she sure, the nurse. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and she's, uh, she was just, it was like old home week running into her.
0: She's a very good actress. But I said because you came actually back on uh, Doctor Oliver George. You came back for another episode three years later with the same character. So uh, I figured something must have clicked.
3: Well, they he liked provided. it. Yeah, they liked uh, it. I, you know, I, you go. You know, you you develop a get in, get it done, and get out kind of attitude. So, uh, which Jason Robards would say.
0: <laughs> I see. Well, I'll tell you in terms of stage. School for Scandal, way back in 1966. Uh, and then you were an understudy for The Unknown Soldier. You can't take it with you. I remember that show back in 1967. Um, and uh, Man and Superman. And That's just a number. That's just one of a number. Well, I, Tom, without, uh, you know, I would to,
3: like to correct uh, something, Tom. Um, please. The, please. Unknown, the Unknown Soldier was not an understudy. I. I'm I was, sorry. I was, uh, a, a part of the cast, but in a, in a supported role and Marcus, oh, okay. and John was to play this character and, uh, he left and they, they wanted, uh, you know, they held, I think, well, Linda Otto said, I want you to, you know, read for, for, um, John Dexter and, and John said, I don't have to read. I want him to do the part. I wanted him to do the part originally, but, uh, they they wanted Marco to do it. So I was very thrilled by that. So I picked up uh, a, a role called The Rebel, and it was a wonderful part, wonderful opportunity. And so I played that for almost a year on Broadway. So it was uh, a lot of fun.
0: Well, I thank you for clarifying that. And, uh, you know, and getting, and once again, getting back, you know, let's not forget the stuff that you did for Dan Curtis, Invasion of Carol Enders. Scream of the Wolf, uh, Trilogy of Terror, one of the one of right. the famous films. And, uh, in fact, uh, we in the podcast had uh, a, uh, a review of Trilogy of Terror along with House of Dark Shadows a couple of months ago. And uh, so you, you've talked about your, the, the, the stuff that you're doing now in photography, which is fantastic. Uh, and, uh, of course, you know, we wish you the best with that. Um, exactly. anything with was there anything you'd like to say to the fans?
4: Yes.
3: yes.
0: Yeah. Without you, I wouldn't be here. <laughs>
3: you know, I, 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 um, they're extraordinarily important. Uh, and they're the ones that I've now grown to love with the first name basis, uh, are really tremendous people. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, I, I am just enamored of the fact that they are so supportive of the show, of all of us on the show. Uh, they're, they show up to these conventions. They have more, they know more about the show than I do. Uh, I, I just have a real heart feeling for these people, and I'm really kind of honored that you know, we've lasted this long and that they remember us. And um, they're just, it's a spectacular feeling. And it's, you know, there's times when I was doing other soaps that some actors would, you know, kind of, people would ask for, you know, autographs and they would put up this, oh God, not again. You know, they had this, you know, and um, my uncle always said, whoever meets you on the street, whoever acknowledges you never, never walk away, never turn your back, never be too tired or stuff like that. And it stuck with me forever. And, um, but I, I've seen people, you know, just, I mean, people turn off shows because of the behavior of other actors, the way they do, there's this entitlement that takes place. And it's really upsetting, but I, uh, I don't feel that way. I, I think that they're, I'm really, really honored that they, they like what we do, you
0: know? Well, I think it's also a part of your personality. I think you're yeah. a very earthy person from what I see. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, I think, and certainly your uncle's advice was very wise, uh, because that's how people are going to remember you, you know, uh, but they remember you now, but you're, but you're still here and, uh, uh, I guess, Vicki, do you have any other questions you want to ask
1: me? No, I, I just appreciate that. I didn't realize you took time out of your busy schedule during your your honeymoon to talk to us. I truly appreciate oh, that. Oh no, we look forward <laughs> that's to it. St- that's we look
3: very, very to Sharing
1: necessary. this,
3: you know, I wanted uh, I wanted people to know Valerie and uh, and what an extraordinary lady she is, and uh, I love her very, very much, and I'm really you know, we have a life together and it's, it's a wonderful relationship. I wish you
1: all the best and the wonderful things to come down your way. And we'll be looking for your book and your,
3: your photography, all of your photographs. There'll, there'll be a website up. You'll see soon. Yeah, it's good. It's going to be good.
2: And I just wanted to say to all those people out there that, you know, that, I'm really a firm believer that there's a happily ever after for all of us out there and, um, it's going to happen. And, uh, Jim is mine and he's the love of my life and I'm very happy to be here with him. And you
0: know. we're so pleased. We're so pleased that you took the time out, as Vicky said, oh, wow. and, uh, and and also cause we had been going back and forth and stuff like this on this. And I'm just so glad that it finally got together.
3: Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. This, I have a question for you, um, with Keith. Keith's in London. Is that correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is there any way because we're going to be in London, and it would be nice to meet him?
1: Oh God, he'd love it.
0: Oh, I think okay. he'd be thrilled.
3: I, I think that that would really be fun. Uh, we're going to. I don't know exactly if there's some kind of uh, place that we could get a hold of him. Uh, As we get closer to London, because we're gonna we're gonna be traveling through England, and our last stop is London. And it might. When are you
1: gonna be there?
3: uh, In October, the the end of October.
1: Know what you have? You see where it says Keith? I'm hoping Keith. Sorry, you're gonna have to edit all this out. Um, Where you where it says his email address? Keith Shago.
0: Yeah. um, at LLpodcast.com. Write
1: him, and I'll, I'll tell him that you're going to write him. Okay, that's and great. And that you'll be Put in the area in
3: October. I'd like to say thank you for what he's doing. It's wonderful. Really cool. Well, we're,
0: well once, again, once again, uh, we do want to thank you, Jim and Valerie. We're going to wind this up now for the podcast. We want to thank you very much once again for your participation. And uh, we uh, – and uh, we hope we can have you back one of these years. Uh, anytime. You, uh, um, yeah, anytime. Absolutely.
2: Yeah,
3: anytime
2: we'd
0: love to have all, you back. We'd be, we'd
3: be very mm-hmm. happy for it. It'd be wonderful. It was very nice meeting you guys. Very
2: nice. Oh, <laughs>
0: absolutely. It was uh, likewise. Absolutely. All right, And,
3: then be, and well, I'll reiterate it again. Please send me.